Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Bobo and Flex Show. We're back again with another episode. I am your host, Bobo, and I'm with the beautiful Flex, also known as Flex Mommy on the internet. We're coming at you from New York and Australia, cross-continental hoes, and we're talking about a really important topic today. Who pays on dates? We're going in on money. We're going in on rope dating. And we're going in on romantic expectations. So, Flex, let me just jump right into it. Let me waste no time. Yes. Who must pay on dates? Is it gendered or does it not matter at all? What, like, how do we navigate this issue, this lifelong millennial issue? Yes. Before I discovered the theory uh I always just, just I always paid or I always motioned to pay for, to pay first just because I think so much of dating is rooted in manipulation and I wanted Ooh. to dismantle and disarm the people I was dating to let them know that you can't have one up on me ever and let this be an example of one way in which you will not however love it <laughs> uh, as of 2019 I'm of the belief that whoever asks is who should pay or at yeah. least if you, depending on what it is, like if we're going for a series of drinks, if you ask, you pay for the first or however many, if you're asking someone to dinner, you pay or ask with the exception to pay. Don't be trying to go on dates when you don't have money. <laughs> don't be trying to ask people on dates when you don't have money. It's not in your budget. Right. It's not in your pay grade. Like, you know, reevaluate your tax bracket and then start asking people. If yeah. you're asking people on dates and you don't, can't afford to possibly pay, then don't worry about it. I think splitting like 50-50 is very complicated. And I think so much mm. of what dating is, is making an investment. So if you're not prepared to pay for you and the other person, then probably don't bother. However, I believe splitting is probably the most efficient way to do it. Mm. But I think it's complicated. Like, are we really going to sit here and <laughs> at the end of the day being like, okay, so what did you have? And like, oh, but you ordered that, but I ate half of it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, just handle the bill. Or better yet, start at a bar have a few drinks someone pays then go to dinner the other person pays like it's right. very efficient I don't understand why it's this like the central conversation of dating but unless you disagree Bobo who do you think should pay for dates um so okay I think we should make a distinction between a bay audition and a date so on a bay okay. audition which is Person A asks person B out. So person A is auditioning for the part of Bay. Mm-hmm. Person B says yes because person B is like, hmm, she could be a prospect. Let's try this out. So they go on a Bay audition. Person A must pay, regardless of what your gender is. I say that also knowing that I have never and will never ask a guy out on a date. <laughs> So this theory of Bay audition for me 
in the context of like heteronormative dating means the guy will pay. Fast forward <laughs> to <laughs> I'm in hysterics. Uh, fast forward to now we're dating. So now we're in a relationship. I think that's when it's like the guy doesn't have to pay all the time. I think right. in a relationship, yeah, it can be splitting. It can, you know what I mean? I, I think it's quite regressive to depend on men to pay. I understand the gender wage gap. Mm. I understand um, gender politics. I understand gender hierarchies. However, despite all of that, and I'll speak for myself, knowing that I'm fully capable of making as much money as I want to make, I just don't feel that I need, you know, a guy has to pay for me in order to make up for like the politics or today's socio-political climate. Usually I don't date guys who make more money than me. And I'm by no means like a millionaire or anything, but it's rare that I, no, maybe not rare, but it's rare that I come across Actually, a guy Actually, I agree. I have to take that I, mean? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's rare that I come across a guy who is compelling and also makes more money than me and also yeah. has an interesting career. The guys that I've dated usually who make more money than me are like accountants, Wall Street guys, mm. who are just boring and just uninspiring um, no shade to anyone who's an accountant. I used to be an accountant. No shade. But yeah, I usually end up dating guys who aren't necessarily rich. But that's not to say that I enjoy broke dating. So that's that's another story. <laughs> Let's always make that distinction. Don't be sliding through these DMs talking about I'm in between jobs. I have worked <laughs> since I was 18, which was 10 years ago. But I'm looking forward to court. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't want to keep anyone. I'm not, yeah. I don't, so no, no, no. What you're saying is you're not dating a guy who sleeps with the mattress on the floor. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I've been quizzing and making sure, like, you will not catch me in that. Granted, I think the best sex I've had in my whole entire life was on the mattress on the floor. And I'm even crying. then, I was surprised. I was like, this is before I made the distinction or the correlation between, like, it's quality of man and mattress if there even is a clear distinction but you know what I'm saying there must it be. was I've been there I'm coming from a perspective of duality but now I'm choosing to no longer engage so okay to what extent <laughs> are you willing to be with a guy who's not financially secure or not willing um I probably think I'm not willing so much of how I want to engage in a relationship is the intersection of our lives. And I want you to experience mine and for me to experience yours. But if money is going to stop that from happening, then it's not going to work out. If I want to travel, go away for the weekend and you can't pay your way, then we can't do these things together because I'll still go and you'll have to stay. <laughs> you know, If I want to go overseas and you want to come, but you don't have money for it, then you'll be staying and I'll be going. And that will always create a divide between us as a couple and I can't be bothered and it's like for me it's like start as you intend to finish I don't want to like while I understand people are in between things and you'll get to stages where you are more capable of whatever as it is now if this doesn't work for me financially it's not going to especially because I live quite a bougie lifestyle you know like sis is living on her own she pays her bills she goes on her holidays like you really need to be about it to, to you need to pay to play Really? 
<laughs> and you're lucky I'm not charging you for sex. <laughs> I wish I was she joking. Said you're lucky I'm not charging you for sex. I'm crying. <laughs> Honestly, no, I feel the same. But I think, okay, so now we're in our 20s. Okay. Yeah. We are 20 something year old. Um, we're all it, just in various stages of our career. Do you factor in potential when it comes to like dating men? Because I think so. My ex um, was was broke, but I thought that because <laughs> that, that sentence, uh, my ex um, was broke. <laughs> Everyone's like, we're just going to pull that, out like, for you. I say that like it's so tragic. Literally. No, <clears throat> he was broke. However, he also worked in finance. So I struggle mm-hmm. to understand how you could, because he didn't have extra expenses and like, you know, hard circumstances. Um, I struggle to, to understand how you could work in a field like finance where the minimum average income is about like, Maybe 80k a year minimum. Mm, okay. um, and you're making significantly less than that. Like, does this now have to do with your work ethic? You know what I mean? I later did realize that yeah. he actually is quite lazy. And so, that to me, the fact that he was lazy and uninspired and unmotivated was what was more of a turn off than the fact that he was broke. So, yes, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I factor in things like that. Like, you can be broke in the sense of you don't make much money right now, but I also trust that you have the intention of not staying there. But then again, like that also gets tricky because you can't force that expectation on anyone. It's it's just really a difficult situation. Yeah, I'm going to say hard no. I've been <laughs> in a position... <laughs> So I've been in a position where I've dated somebody who was broke or mm-hmm. um, had potential. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you weren't where you wanted to be, but you had aspirations of being somewhere bigger. And I think the frustration is I usually date people quite older than me. So I assume oh, that if you're in it? a position that is less than savory, then you're aware of it and actively working quite quickly towards bettering it. How yeah. I was wrong because these man babies are really out here. Like these 30 year old oh, men, like I'm just trying to figure out. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please leave me alone. So I will no longer date or invest uh, in anyone for the potential. The, yeah. uh, there are a few things that I will. Um, uh, I think there are a few things that I will be a little bit more lenient on. Like I feel like sexual potential. I feel like people need to learn your body. And so if you're not blowing mm. my mind the first time we have sex, okay, I can I can see how this could evolve, you know, with a bit of work. Yeah. But money, no. Career, no. Uh, motivation, no. Ambition, no. Religious beliefs, no. Like, it's just, mm. I need to know what I'm getting into. I don't want to learn anything, like, game-changing as it goes Down by. And I think the yeah. frustration is when you're dating somebody with potential, what happens is your um, anticipation for them to step into their own 
it can often be interpreted by them as like, you're not liking who they are now or exactly. you're rushing for them to be someone different. And I don't want to be resented by anybody for holding them accountable for what they told me they were going to do. So Ooh, I just, this look, dating is hard enough. Now I got to worry about whether or not you're going to actually like have a, a you know, significant income later. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I was listening to a podcast the other day of this guy talking about how um, he was in an open relationship um, that his girlfriend suggested, not him. And he didn't want to be in one, but he was also homeless. <laughs> so he was like, I need somewhere to stay and this just be easier than the alternative. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you actually mean? So, no, 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 no. I am not dating broke. And I think also just naturally, I think, you know, while we do have this modern progressive man who can appreciate that he might be dating, like he might be dating up and he might be dating out of his quote unquote league. I refuse Mm. to believe that that realization won't manifest into resentment or it like, it just how, you know, how, (laughs) so I'm just trying to save myself future, um, Future pain. This is self-preservation harm reduction. Yeah. Do you make the distinction between, as far as like expectations and relationships, between a guy that you would date and a guy that you would marry? Or is the guy that you're dating basically the guy (laughs) that you're going to marry? I'm happy to waste my time. Look. <laughs> so <laughs> I am okay, honestly listen. on the floor. I'm on the floor. It is everyday husband. Like sis is trying to <laughs> sis is trying to transition life stages relatively quickly. Like imagine when really? I'm like married with child. You can't tell me anything. I'm already on my bullshit. Imagine when I'm a mother. <laughs> like I'm gonna wow. be chit chatting. But it's what we talked about permanence, this idea of so much of what I've experienced in the role of intimacy and romantic relationships has come from such a learned um, place, you know, and so I'm in the position where I want to start experiencing things and speaking on them from a place of lived experience, not hypothetical. Mm. And so when I get into these like dating scenarios, of course I'm, you know, scouring your you and your brain and your motivations for are you husband potential but I also think I have a little bit of time to invest in people before I cut them loose before that well how do you know for guys what is it to be husband potential versus just dating potential oh let me read my list (laughs) as she pulls out her scroll there's a note there's a note babe wow all right oh no we'll wait so Mm. it's got to be a like how do we even this is like too much of a list but essentially I feel like somebody who is not husband material is somebody who can't meet me halfway on everything that is fundamentally important to me and so that would be like how I view and see the world my objectivity my spiritual beliefs like sexual connection mental connection like things like those I just I can't really imagine compromising on for the rest of a long-term relationship you know mm. what I mean? But there are other things like, oh, you know, maybe you have, uh, uh, like, maybe what's something that's a deal breaker? 
maybe you go out every week and you get on drugs like every single week and I'd be like you know what yeah. that's not a husband <laughs> but I don't really care to acknowledge you every weekend so that doesn't really bother me day to day you know okay. and you can grow out of that behavior I don't really care but if you're like oh you know like um mental health uh problems aren't real and girls are naturally just weaker than men and um, okay it's just never gonna it's never gonna work and you're not gonna compromise on that okay I see so but I think there are some people who are just like fundamentally fine you're kind of like you're attractive I think we get along quite well um like the dick is bomb but also you're just not that special and do I really want to attach myself to someone I don't think is not that special right now? I'm looking for game changers. Yeah. Well, okay. And I feel like <clears throat> if I date enough, I will sooner figure out if game changers are a real aspiration to have. And if not, then I will lower my standards. <laughs> I don't think you'll ever need to lower your standards. No, but I also think that I just have no tolerance. Like I, I get freaked out. Like I'm not a commitment phobe, but coming out of a long-term relationship has made me very mindful of what I feel I have a long-term tolerance for. Mm. So it's more so like, is this, like, do I really have time to deal with this for more than a cute six months? Yeah. Is this really going to be a five-year situation <laughs> of me dealing with you not understanding that like feminism is not like all chicks are the superior like gender like do you know what I mean like do yeah. I really have time to explain this to you or like <laughs> do I really have time to explain to you like why I'm culturally identify as a Christian and not like socially or whatever you right. know it's like things like this like I do I need to have this conversation with you no I need you to get it yeah there's certain red flags that as women, we really tend to ignore very mm. early on. And then it's we act surprised. And that's why marriage is also very wild to me. Yeah. Especially yeah. like people who marry very young. Not saying that it's wrong or that there's anything wrong with it. Because I think sometimes you genuinely do find your person, if that is a concept that exists, very young. Um, but I think people... <laughs> People will go into a relationship with a guy knowing that like, okay, this is a red flag and you know what? I'll just tolerate it. It's not that bad. Mm. And then when they divorce, that's when they're like, you know what? This thing, this thing that was the red flag that I realized 25 years ago, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I, I yep. find that line really interesting. Like, how do you know between a red flag and just like an, an inconvenience, you know? And I think sometimes time just tells you what those things are. Because I yeah. often find, and I often need to unpack like how much of what I deem to be a red flag is the perception of what that would look like to somebody outside of the relationship. Or does it really bother me? You know, Ooh. so like if let's say, let's say I was like, you know, maybe I want, maybe I want a house husband. Like maybe I don't want to be involved in child rearing. I just want to make the money, come home, mind my business. And then my husband is the one who can like rear these children and cook the food and clean. Mm. Am I opposed to that because it doesn't look right from the outside in? Or is that not what I want? I don't know yet. I might need to have that dynamic to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's really not for me. Right. Or if I'm engaging in a relationship that is uh, what, look, let's say, let's say it's like not long distance, but we don't spend that much time with each other. Like I see you once a fortnight 
and right. that's it. Is that really a concern to me considering how busy I can and can't be? Or am I just concerned about what that looks like to other people? So I think, so, you know, in, in some ways, like there's so much unlearning we need to do about the the sanctity of dating and relationships. But once you, again, <coughs> when we talk about not wanting to attach ourselves to permanence, it makes a lot of it a lot easier because right. I feel like, I just don't care. Like, it's not a big deal to me because you're not a forever person. So maybe the dick is average, but it's also like, I like your brain. And so for as long as your brain is something I like engaging with, then this is okay. Yeah. And I think like, this is where the Gemini me jumps out because Mm. um, Geminis, we're, we're known to be like commitment phobes. And I think I'm not necessarily a commitment phobe, but I don't go into relationships expecting permanence. And I think that's maybe why my relationship with money in the context of romance is very different from like the Twitter feminists. Because mm. so for me, I, I have no intention of having kids. Um, and mm-hmm. if I were to have a child, I would definitely not raise it with a romantic partner because I just think mm. like romance is very volatile. You know, like, do you really want to raise a child in such a volatile environment? And Mm. then I also know that I'm not going to live with the person I'm dating just because I know how I am. I know that I'm a germaphobe. I'm like really (laughs) like a neat freak, a clean freak. So I know that like I will drive myself and the other person mad. And so just there's just all these different nuances that when it comes down to it, I really do. I want a life partner. And I think I may have found that. But the expectation I have from a life partner is very much like you will help me grow and evolve on my spiritual and creative journey. And I will do the same for you. But we should still have very separate lives. If Mm. that makes sense. You know? This is good. Yeah. I think like those are my romantic relationships. And if two years, three years, four years down the line, you found someone who's just better suited for you, as much as I'm in love with you, as much as I love you, like, I'd rather you go be with that person. Mm. And that's out of love. And, like, we can still be really good friends. We can even still be life partners, but you can have other romantic partners interesting and so at this current point in your life though how do you discern between somebody you know permanence aside Mm. how much how in like how is your mindset on dating changed the way you actually you know date because this seems very long-term like a life partner thing but do you look at that do you look at everybody you're dating with the lens of like you could be a life partner do they need to agree to that form of dating you or is this just like a it's like a thought you're having (laughs) no I think I don't look at everyone that way I think but I also think um intuitively you sort of know within the first conversation or two whether someone is life partner worthy or not I think some relationships are very light and very casual. You can have like a guy that you see every like month or two. And when you see each other, it's just really like it's just flames or like it's a lot of sexual chemistry. And that's that. Like you don't want anything more from that person. Then you might have another guy that you just go on dates with every now and then because you enjoy their company. But you're just not interested 
in them you know as like a boyfriend and they might just be like someone else and she just eats you out really well mm, and that's your dynamic I think romance is best when it's it's modeled around the framework of friendship. You don't assign 500 roles to one person. You sort of like split those roles and designate them to the best suited person. But you have like your primary partner. You have like your life partner, your soulmate. Um, the person that you know is like sort of your forever in that sense. Not you're forever in the context of love, but not in the context of romance. What's your relationship? So is this like a polyamory? Is this yeah, of the mindset of polyamory of some sort or no? Yeah, I think, yeah. I would consider myself to be polyamorous, mm-hmm. but I'm not sexually polyamorous. I also think there's different genres of polyamory. Yes, yes. So which know? do you subscribe to? Yeah, I think I'm romantically and intellectually polyamorous. Yeah, I'm sexually and probably emotionally monogamous. Where are you on the polyamory scale? See, it's interesting because I think, and I've been having this internal conflict, Mm. that I still aspire for very traditional forms of uh, engaging in relationships long term. Like I want a primary partner. I want someone to invest with into long term but yeah. I also think that's really unrealistic because I know how I am and that sis gets bored and I don't think people <laughs> are that special and I just don't think that it's realistic for me to think that I could attach myself to one person and be happy it hasn't worked before though I'm not a cheater um but I right now in this stage of my life I would want to be with someone who would want to explore that with me just to, so I can say I've done it because I think I would be I don't know if I just feel so trapped by the idea of monogamy just because I understand how how much of it is rooted in insecurity at the moment and discussing it with certain people I'm like fuck you are so right like the reason why I am so attracted to monogamy as a default is because I want to own someone <laughs> like I want someone to be my, <laughs> my question, person do, my... do you want to be owned no, I don't want to be owned. This is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, but I also think that it's a little bit, it would be um, not selfish, but I think it'd be hard to find a dynamic where the person you're with would be happy to engage in a traditional relationship with you while you had a less traditional one on the outside. Or maybe it isn't. I don't know. But yeah. I think that's my frustration. I don't know how much of my motivation for something less traditional is selfish um, and inherently immature. Or is it the way I want to live and conduct my life? And that's what this phase of life is. I knew I didn't want to be in a long-term relationship with someone who wasn't completely aligned, but I knew that was a lot of pressure to put on one person. And I do believe that I want to be constantly fed by different people for different things. I give my friends that consideration. So I think that in theory... You are polyamorous. Yeah, in theory, that's, that's what would work for me in a relationship, but I haven't acted on it. So I just don't know, like... Is it is it just is it, is it is it a thing that just works on paper and not in in practice? But I will find out. And I have been telling people that I'm seeing at the moment that that is the way I'm looking at life. Like I'm in this explorative phase. You could yeah. be the number one bay. You could be one of many. But I will keep you posted. Yeah. Well, do you want to have children? I do. 
And but how I would grew you up in a single that? parent home, so I've never ah. really imagined a man helping me to rear a child. Like really? literally, in any fantasy I've had of raising kids, it's been like with a husband who like stimulates me. Like I have a relationship with them, yeah. but I could never imagine somebody else feeding into the lives of my children. Excuse that is me. So interesting. I said she can't go. So who are you? <laughs> this baby that I kept in my womb for nine months. You want to tell? No, <laughs> that is my child. <laughs> so maybe it could work because yeah, I just on paper very sounds very polyamorous. On in theory, on, in theory, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But um, we're giving it a go. Yeah, or we're going to attempt to. I mean, that's the thing. I think open also means like being flexible to mm. the undulations and the changes of relationships over time. So as much as I know that in general, I am a polyamorous person at the moment, I'm just not interested in like seeing other people. So I'm not seeing other people. Um, but I still know that like who I am as a human being, like that could change in a year, in two years and, you know, mm. And so I think like polyamory is more about like flexibility over time as opposed yes. to like attachment to one lifestyle. And so for somebody who doesn't subscribe to traditional ways of engaging in conventional romantic relationships, do you have any milestones for how you gauge the legitimacy of your relationship so you know if, if you were monogamous you'd be like oh okay now we're like seeing each other we're in an exclusive relationship we uh, might exchange I love yous then we will be together for a few years we might live together we might get engaged get married have a kid share investments are you working towards any traditional milestones Ooh, that's such a good question that's funny I never thought of that I jokingly okay I would like a wedding because I think mm-hmm. that would be fun but I'm not really interested in getting married I think like the ceremony of a wedding is fun um but here's the thing I think we we have this like snobbery about time like as a society we tend to judge the the value of things over time so like if a relationship has lasted 50 years, it must be of more substance than one that's lasted one year. And that's definitely not something that I subscribe to. So I don't necessarily have like milestones um, that I aspire to over time, but more so like I measure the depth of a relationship, but just by like the substance of it, just by like how much I'm like growing and how much the other person is growing Um, and how much we're feeding into each other's lives and I think for now that's enough going back because you were talking about how your childhood has shaped your perception of like what being a mother is I Mm. think I've been moving around my entire life like just hopping from city to city and so I've never experienced like stability in the in like the general sense of the word so I can't even imagine what it would be like to settle down with one human being and like build a stable life like that Mm. idea for me is so foreign and so wild and I think that's why I don't yeah and it contrasts with everything you know yeah like I can't imagine if I set a milestone to be like in five years we're gonna settle down and like move into a house in LA what if I live in Australia in five years and Mm. I'm like and I'm a pole dancer like I just 
I don't know. I can't imagine a stable life. And so I think that's why I just automatically don't set milestones. I, so, and I think in a way that's a good thing because it forces me to be very present in the relationship. But in another way, it might probably cause, it might cause like decay because mm. there might not be like a a shared purpose or like a shared outcome. And then you might misconstrue like stillness for stagnance. Ooh. Yeah. You know, it's I like, mean, oh, we're just, we're sitting into this relationship. Another person's like, oh, no, we haven't, we haven't gone anywhere. And it's like, no, no. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Actually, this is a really good conversation to have because I should probably have it with Bay and just like ask him. What conversations do you have before dating people? Like, do you have any like, okay, what do you want out of this? Define dating before Mm. I'm like pursuing someone with the intention to date them regularly. Yeah. Or like before assigning someone the role of boyfriend okay so this is the tricky thing right because I feel like I'm trying to unlearn being quite a manipulative data (laughs) (laughs) how are you manipulative well because I feel as though I'm in two minds when I meet someone first I'm like I could like you could be I could I want to date you in some capacity probably depending on how you change my mind in, in some way and then yeah. in, two, in the other mind I'm like I probably don't want to date you but I would be offended if you didn't want to date me in return mm. so I feel like if I don't know where you sit I will I will feel implored to make you want to date me which is frustrating so the conversations that I'm having are always quite open just to gauge where the other person is at but I feel like I'm often less concerned with where they're at than more so just communicating what I want which is probably just how mm. I operate though so recently I had a conversation with this guy um, and I, he was like, you know, so what is your, like, how do you feel about dating? And I was like, look, to be honest, I uh, am in a very selfish stage of dating. I, in one breath, I want to be monogamous. In one breath, I want to be non-monogamous. I want a husband. I want a side boy. I want yeah. a kid. I want to go to a sex party. I want to hire a gigolo. I want yeah. all of those things. But I also know that I don't know what I don't know. And so if you're going to agree to like hop on this train with me, a lot of that would be us learning what I want within this dynamic of this relationship. And so recently I had this conversation and I think it is confusing to a lot of people because it is confusing to me generally. Like it's not that I don't know what I want. I just want it all in a very. But don't you think you can have it all? I do and I think I I know I can have it all but in what timing is that going to be possible because Mm. I'm not rushed either you know what I mean like these there are tons of things I could tick off the list tomorrow I could pay for sex tomorrow I could go to a sex party tomorrow I could engage in a threesome tomorrow like there are a lot of things you can just tick 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 but it's also like I'm still interested in living and experiencing things as they flow to me naturally and I think so much so much of what I want on paper will change based on the person that I'm engaging with. So some people I'm kind of like, you know what, in this dynamic, I'm happy to kind of not act on some of these things I want because they're secondary to me appreciating what this is. I often find that the frustration I'm having currently is that when I'm very open about the open spectrum of what I could want, everyone's like, all the people I've been seeing have been like, so you don't want to be in a relationship. Not what I said. 
not <laughs> what I said. <laughs> I see. All. Yeah. It's being very hard for people to digest where I'm at. Cause I've had a few uh, critiques that my actions contradict my phrasing. So really? like, well, if you don't want to be in a relationship, then why, um, like, you know, why do you want to hang out all the time? Or why do you want to, you know, go for dinner? Why do you want to go on a road trip? Like these, these feel like very relationshipy things. I'm like, I didn't say I didn't want a relationship. So is monogamy ruled out? I didn't say that. Right. Like give me room mm-hmm. to just experience this as it is so I can make decisions as we go. Like I, and I, what I'm, my counter argument is don't you feel more excited knowing that I'm taking into consideration our dynamic and that'll inform the future dynamic and not right. just going and being like, this is what I want from you. If you don't fit into that mold, then we can't be together. No. And I'm like, what, what is the hesitation towards just trying it out? I th- it's because our framework for romance is so rigid. Mm. It's just so, don't you think at this point we just need to like deconstruct everything romance literally just delete all of it and start over or and at the very least question one thing you feel very strongly about in the context of romance mm. and then like negate it destigmatize it unpack it and move forth because to me I was very much against the idea of non-monogamy and polyamory just because I was like well what does that doesn't make any sense like yeah why are you gonna work so hard to be with one person just to ruin it and sleep with other people and it's like well no I just don't like the pressure on dynamics a lot of the time Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, and I feel the pressure from both sides. I mean, right. talking to people I'm seeing and have them being like, oh, this is what my mum would like for me to date. I'm like, well, I'm not that person. So now <laughs> is this is this a, a deal breaker? Is this a, not a thing? I feel like so much of what we want feeds in. I feel like we feed into what we want so much at different times that to be so rigid from the get-go is so damaging. Oh, yeah. And I no, think like this makes me think in some in some ways I'm just like regurgitating like fuck boy, like 101, like the 10 commandments of being a fuck boy. Like, I don't really like know what I want. Like, let's just like go with the flow. But this isn't a really <laughs> That's honest, me though. <laughs> this is an honest, communicative, direct way. I'm saying what I don't want and what I do want and giving you guidelines for how you can fit into that, that mold. Like, there's a discourse that's happening here that a fuckboy isn't giving you. Like fuckboys, like it's been three hours. I don't want a relationship. Like it, I've just got a lot going on, and like <laughs> I've just had a, like a really big day, and like my ex girlfriend. Like I'm still really hung up. Like no, yeah. I'm like, you know, because to me, I'm like I could fall in love with you in a week. You know what I mean? Give me enough time in my head and enough time mm. like with the good dick and good conversation. I'm like that's a husband. You know what I mean? Right. But within that, I'm like I understand that. It's also not enough. That's like my lust talking for me. That is like my preconceived ideas of how two people should connect talking for me. That's my, you know, (laughs) that's my like, yeah, that's me wanting to trap people, own people, possess people. Like that is a huge part of it. I'm like, you're mine. Like 
I'm sometimes yours. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> no, like, honestly, I'm I'm that way too. Like, yeah, it's important to realize how in what ways we're problematic. Like, mm. I don't want oh, to be possessed by terrorists. anyone, but I'm just like, nah. excuse me, why are you smiling at other bitches? And that's just who, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's just it's, who we honestly, are. Honestly, it's so real. And I think for me, like, it's like there was a meme I shared the other day that perfectly encapsulates it. But I think to me, if I'm going to engage in anything that's like more than sex with someone, so if I'm like, if I'm talking to someone and I'm like, oh yeah, I like you, I like your vibe, I'm zero to 100. I'm like, expressing affection, expressing interest, being really open and honest. I want to hang out. I want to rush through the stages so I can get to a more concrete idea of how I feel. There's nothing worse than to me than when two people like me and somebody else have both expressed mutual interest, but you want to take it slow. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to turbo through like, you're used to hanging out one day a week. Let's hang out four. Like, oh my god! You're used why to waiting are you such six an Aries? Weeks. Literally, you are the queen. You're of used Aries. to waiting six weeks before you talk about your ex. First date, what happened? Like, I just, I'm not. I don't want to wait. I don't understand what I want to wait to learn that I can't just know now. And the thing I'm always like when I'm dating people, I'm like, we're going to do this thing where every now and then you just like, I'm going to prompt you to tell me what you're thinking, and whether it be like inappropriate or like too soon just say it and then we can move on and worst case scenario if you're like oh you know what I'm actually not that keen or whatever then we can just call it and I'm not like oh but what was it what what wasn't it whatever like I slept with this guy oh I feel like I can't say he's like he's like am I going to be on the podcast I'm like (laughs) call him out sis call him Um, out but I remember I, I was like, what are you thinking? And he said, oh, I'm thinking about, I think, I think I asked him like, what were your last relationships or like, why haven't you been in one since? And he, whatever the question was, the response was about how um, he's always having this like perhaps conflict, whatever the word was, I'm paraphrasing, about yeah. dating Jewish women versus non-Jewish women. And like that insight is good to have because now I know if I didn't have that and I was like turbo, like this is my guy, this is the one, there'll be no roadblocks aside for the ones that we create. No, it's so much greater than this. This is like a cultural problem now. Okay, good to know. So I don't need to harbor any anxiety about like, is it me? Did I say something yet? It could be, but also fundamentally now I know that there is like a legitimate concern about the potential progress of what this thing could or couldn't be. Important. It is. And honestly, like, big ups to him for, like, communicating that. Absolutely. We need to stop punishing people when they ask us to do what we tell of them. Like, I remember I'm I'm all big about managing expectations, but I'm like, there definitely is a craft to managing expectations. And I feel like most people are like, oh, I just told her, like, I wasn't really into, like, relationships. And, like, she just skitzed it. Like, she freaked out. You didn't manage her expectations. You gave her an ultimatum. And I feel like often people confuse, yeah, managing expectations with, it's, because I'm all about letting people know how I want to navigate this relationship. Yeah. not how I want to navigate our relationship Life. like how am I going to you know like how do I feed into this what do I want and don't want and I want you to feed into it and then based on those two experiences let's create this ideal scenario don't tell me that like oh like you remind me of my ex and like my ex did this in the last relationship and so like no 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 like use this like me and you this subject matter let that inform how we're going to move forward 
please and thank yeah. you. It's hard to not take the baggage from your last relationships into the present one. Absolutely. And that's probably the cause of like the failure of all relationships, honestly, is that I, we, we yeah. carry baggage into it. Yeah, of course. And I think there's a way to be like, you know what, I have I've dated somebody who had a weird relationship with drugs and alcohol and consumed too much. I'm probably not going to do that again. Fine. But I think what I'm missing from a lot of people is the clarification as to like what is holding you back. So this like, I don't want a relationship. Valid. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, I, I don't feel like I want to like, you know, I'm not comfortable hanging out with like a new person I'm seeing for more than one day a week. Valid. Why? I, I need the you context. have this energy. You know, because I just feel like I don't want to be, I don't want to develop insecurities that aren't for me. You know what I mean? And so often mm. you can take on somebody's insecurities, reappropriate them and fit them into how you are inhibiting them. It's yeah. often not even about the other person. Like when I'm saying I'm not dating potential, that's harm reduction. When I'm not dating broke, harm reduction. Yeah. When I'm choosing to be completely honest and maybe too, sharing too much information and giving you all my trauma within the first three days of knowing <laughs> you, that is like, that is also self-preservation. I don't want you to fall in love with this, uh, like fucking projection of who you thought I was. So I didn't tell you anything. I want you to have all my hangups. I want you to know I'm super competitive, super like selfish at times, like yeah. very upfront, just know it. And then, you know, you can like, you can, sort of sift every interaction through that lens and be like, oh, okay, I understand that about her. She's like this. I wish so much that I had this energy because I feel like I'm the opposite of you in this context. Mm. Um, I have this really terrible tendency of leading people on because I'm not clear. Yeah, we heard you emotional terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have the capacity of clarity that you do right. um, in romance because I'm always trying to like, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. But I always end up doing it anyway because mm. like, you know, not being clear is actually worse than being clear. Absolutely. Um, and so on the other end of your situation, I think like the people like me, we are terrified of confrontation. And so we avoid having conversations that are necessary and actually imperative to have. And as far as like, you know, being people who take it, I'm one of those people that like takes it slow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get out of my dance. <laughs> I'm the most indecisive person in the world. And I just take forever to like really catch feelings for someone. Like it takes so long. Oh, this I is think, interesting. Yeah, okay, this no, makes a lot of like, sense. Like I can meet someone and be like, oh, this person is cool. I feel like there's potential here for it to grow into something. But it takes months for me to be like, oh, no, no, no. Unless, you know, we talk all the time. Um, but by and large, historically, it's always taken me months mm. to develop feelings for someone. And a lot of times, like, a guy will be like, no, this is where I'm at. Where are you? And I'm like, oh, my God, but just chill. Like, just relax. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. And it's because I'm just like wait like wait for me to catch up and then mm. that ends up you know pushing that person away because they they then think that I'm ghosting them or that I'm 
you know, I'm I'm not into them or whatever, but I'm still making up my mind, you know? Interesting. And, like, granted, that is very fair. Because as I said before, I can be very manipulative. It is manipulative, my way of dating sometimes. Like, to encourage someone to, like, be completely honest with you, put their guards down initially, and then, like, almost cement or punctuate that with like intimacy and sex you feel way more connected than you are a lot of the time you know what I mean Mm. but it is a nice foundation to build on that because like what is the worst like because to me my theory is if you've already stuck your dick inside of me I'm just not about to be like oh like that's (laughs) too much information to share no 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 that is the pact we have signed like that's all we're doing here like why am I trying to hide secrets and granted I wasn't always like this I just am committed to being on my bullshit all the time it's just like that's my form of consistency sometimes I don't want to be this way but I think in like long term it's proving to be way more beneficial to me than otherwise no honestly Um, yeah but I'm zero to 100 like if I meet someone like and granted when I meet people I'm usually very indifferent or like I'm in like I am in and I met a guy like oh I'm I'm in and he is just like in but lazy like just like that's the worst like like oh I really like you but also like oh like I'm I didn't really know like we should hang out again like I'm down to hang out with it like what I'm like (laughs) when are we going on a road trip like who are your parents what are their names like should I meet them like within the next week Remember my last relationship, like by one month or like 28 days, we were already in a relationship. Manson already said, I love you. I was like, this is the like turbo. This is the post I'm at. I cannot slow down. I refuse. It's just not, it's just, I don't know how to. Like even right now, I'm like, I just don't like everything within me is fighting not to text this guy I'm seeing. So I'm just kind of like, relax, babes. Like you can chill. I'm like, but let's, let's scale this up. I feel like that's when we get performative in romance. And I, I tend to do this thing because I get really insecure about rejection Mm. where I'll be like, no, no, no. I don't want to text this guy now because I don't want him to think I'm like crazy in love with him. Right. And it's like, I want to really stop doing that. And rather like if I'm thinking about someone, I now I I just text them. Like if I am thinking about a guy, I will just text Mm. him and be like, I'm thinking about you. And if he thinks that that is really wild and crazy, then that's how I know that like this nigga is not for me. But Mm. if he reciprocates, then well done for me. Like now we can keep it pushing. And so I think you should keep that same energy. Like, but this is what I talk about. Like, I'm already turbo, babes. Like, this is like, I don't even talk to my friends this much. So I'm also managing my own expectations with like, you are going to drop down on this level of interest because you always do. Like, it's new. Mm. It's a new toy. I'm excited. I want everyone to be excited. I want to play all day. But I know when I settle into a relationship, I'm like, please do not text me. Like, you we talked yesterday or like I'm busy this weekend like we don't need to hang out this is me like this is like classic Lil entrapping people like oh my god (laughs) want me as much as I want you otherwise we're gonna like I'm gonna bring you to like I'm gonna force it you know and I need to give I think for me my lesson is give people space to also want you in return 
I feel like wow. people need some time away from you to be like, oh no, I actually quite miss talking to her. Or like, oh no, I actually would like to spend some time talking to yeah, her. Not be yeah. a product of just like responding to interest. Because who's going to say no? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like when someone's coming mm. onto you with like an optimal level of thirst, you're going to be like, oh no. Like they need space to reevaluate and then come back to you fresh. Yeah. And like space to know what, what it is really that they want. Exactly. But this is, this is the meme I was talking about is like, it says Aries specifically hooking up with a person who isn't going to catch feelings for them. So it doesn't get messy. And then Aries <laughs> falling for that person because they subconsciously start to take it as a challenge. And that's how oh I am. God. I'm kind of like, Oh, you don't, you're not, you don't, you're not in love with me. <laughs> okay. Let me stop you there, babes. Let me oh, wow. stop you Wait, there. you're the challenge person. That's so interesting. I'm the exact I am. opposite. I'm like I'm a, a challenge, chaser and a challenge. not fan. Mm. But to wow. a point, there's always going to be like a, but I think this is under the, the foundation of knowing that you're also interested because I am upfront when I meet somebody I like, like an example of the kind of text I will send. If I haven't told you in person that I'm interested explicitly, I will tell you over text. I will say something to the effect <gasps> no. of like, I love absolutely. It. This what did, I send, what did I send the other day? Hold on. Let me scroll. <sighs> Hold on. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, but like it's it's literally like for me, I find not even being shameless, but also like letting somebody know that you're doing things with intention and not because I don't read between the lines anymore. You know, I told you this. So I want to make sure that I'm moving through the world with the same kind of energy and making sure my intention is clear. Yeah. So I said to this person, I'm going to just jump in, lead by example, be brazen wanted to say that last night was very nice um and a lovely turn of events and in the interest of transparency i want to ensure that you know that i'd like to see you again it's all there like i put it all out i have never in my life it's just easier that way and then i know but also i find that it takes like it's a different part of my ego that I'm using. So I often mm. find when your ego is like being pushed and motivated by insecurity, that's a different kind of game. But yeah. this to me is just like, I'm moving through with fact and truth. Like I'm not going to debate how I'm feeling. It's just what I know. So like, this is me telling you, and if you don't feel the same way, great. It's only been a couple of days. I can relax, but just oh so you God. know, that's how I am. And then as always, like, yeah, agree, like, really like to see you again too. And then we see each other again. And the next time you meet, you're not like, oh, do we kiss on the lips or like, do we blah, blah, No, yeah, babe. because now you know where you stand. Exactly. We're moving forth with intention here. Like, it's not this weird thing where I'm like, oh, like, is it blah, blah, blah. Nah, you already know how I feel. Yeah. We're not playing okay, so coy, trying to touch thighs. <laughs> you're accustomed to being the initiator. Absolutely. Wow, that's so... I'm very... I've never initiated anything. So, okay, going back to who pays. If you initiate a date with a guy, are you paying? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. How do you feel the Twitter oh, feminists but, okay, will feel? <laughs> okay, but if we let's uh, we'll put it into context. So let's say I've invited. I'm like, hey, like, would you like to come out for a drink? They say yes. Granted, yeah. I get to dates early, and so just like I don't want to walk in and be disarmed and be like, oh, where are they? Where are they sitting? No, I want to be there, sitting down, comfy. So you come greet me. You're in my space. 
she's an Aries. <laughs> I already have a drink because I just feel like when you initially meet someone, you need some time to like, you know, you're like, it's so much adrenaline. Do you need some time to like, say hello and then have them go away for a second yeah. so you can like chill and relax? And they need to get their own drink in that point. Then the two of us both have drinks that we each paid for. You understand? Then I can oh, be like, oh, okay, I, I finished my drink. You probably finished yours. I'll grab us a drink. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not rushing to be like, oh, no, 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 let me get you a drink. No, no, no. Yeah. But, like, that's the energy I'm coming through with. And have you ever encountered a guy who feels like, um, you know, that's belittling his masculinity or, or whatever? Or do you even have that insecurity? Well, I feel like the guys will be, like, just surprised. Like, oh, you, you're buying me a drink? I've had that so many times. Oh, yeah. like, you're, are you getting it? No, I've got it. I'm like, it's actually so fun. Because if you have an insecurity about it, we need to unpack that now. So right. <laughs> let me get the drink and then I'll ask you, like, why were you being weird about that? Like, I asked you out on a date. Like you, because to me, I feel like dates are already an investment on both parts. So mm. you both need to be willing, like if, if you're coming at it from a point where you're actually interested in seeing this person, you're not just humoring them, then I do feel you need to both come with the same energy of being like, okay, you've asked me, but I'm agreeing to be here, therefore showing you that I'm investing in return. But there right. are some things, like I, the guy I was talking about before, like we were having like an apartment standoff where I was like, come to my apartment. He's like, oh no, come to my apartment. I was like, mm, well, I live alone to come to my apartment. He's like, well, my apartment's really nice to come to mine. We live 20 minutes away. I'm not going to get in an Uber and pay like 30 something dollars to go and see you. No, like it's not happening. Yeah. So the compromise was he drove, picked me up, took me back to his place. Great. An investment of your time. And then when I paid for my Uber home, it was fine because we had both invested at that point. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm not just here trying to like grab bills to like keep these men. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do think there's a level of accountability that needs to happen because I often think, and so many of my male friends would do this thing and be like, oh, like if she wasn't interested, why'd she let me buy her a drink? And it's like, hey, 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 like can I just be here, you know? I've got this, and like, granted, I don't even drink half the time. Like, all I have, if I'm gonna drink, it's gonna be an amaretto sour or nothing. So often, I'm not drinking. You're not gonna come for me for paying for a five dollar like glass of Coca Cola. No, thank you. You're teaching me so much about being like proactive and forthcoming in the realm of romance. Oh, that is the thing, though. It's is just that like, the theme? wait. So my question to you is: Would you be res- if we if I was a guy and yeah. I was pursuing you? Would you be responsive in in the way that I'm trying to pursue you, or would you be like, oh, this is hectic, I can't? Um. So if I'm into you, actually, mm. even if I'm not, and this is why I'm <laughs> trash. <laughs> I humor people a lot. I just really love flirting. So yeah. a lot of the times, I'll just flirt with anyone. <laughs> maybe not anyone but I'll just like I'll flirt because it's like I like you know knowing that I'm making this person feel good about themselves absolutely so and so I'll flirt until I get to a point where I'm like now we get to the crossroads so if I get to a point where I'm like I'm not into this person I will continue to humor you but I'll I'll have like intermittent ghosting so that and hope that you get the hint the gag is that no one ever gets the hint so then after months of leading you on I then have to ghost you completely and then when you come for me because you bump into me at a party 
I act like, what are you talking about? Of course, I love talking to you. No, hit me up again. <laughs> so then it becomes a vicious cycle. If I right. am into you, um, I'll reciprocate the energies, but I won't initiate anything really until maybe like we've been dating for a year. <laughs> Okay, so you'll be receptive to zero to one hundred energy, like you won't. Because I feel like a lot of yeah, people I'm receptive. Can, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm always concerned that people will think that I'm role playing romance by being very forward. Because you know how mm. I was saying that I find that if I'm sleeping with someone new and you're too sensual or too um, whatever it might be, like you want to do the handhold, locky eye thing. I'm kind of like you don't like you don't have this affection for me yet like so you're obviously performing it in some way you know what I mean I would find that people would assume that my um approach to being really turbo is like I'm trying to sift through you really quickly or like I'm like just trying to get through it I'm not sure if it's Mm. it's ever interpreted as being as as genuine as it is I think I would interpret you as being genuine I also I don't think I've ever conceptualized romance as performative also which is really interesting that that's how you see it but then again when I think about it I think flirting is performative but I also think that flirting is a form of philanthropy because (laughs) (laughs) you would think that you would say that (laughs) I really do because I think so many people aren't validated Mm. erotically enough Mm. you know what I mean and I think it's really important for anyone's self-development to be validated um, in an erotic way and a lot of people just go through life not getting enough of that so my philanthropy to the world (laughs) is I will flirt with you but don't text me after I flirt with you like I was just flirting you know what I mean and so that's that's I think where the line between it being performative and it being an act of goodwill comes I don't know you know I want I want you to perform romance with me like but that's because mm. I'm not going to follow up. And I also don't care if you're performing romance or if it's really real. And I think about this with like emotions too. A lot of times, like, I don't know if people are genuinely kind or if they're just simulating kindness. Mm. So, but it at the end of the day, does it really matter if you're being kind anyway? So perform romance. Like, it's good. Let's play the game. We don't need to get married at the end of the day. We can just like flirt. And if it turns into nothing at the end of the night, that's fine. If it turns into something, that's fine too. I just, I don't think it matters too much. But just do it. That is so interesting. I was going to ask you something, but I lost my train of thought and it was so important. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually pissing me off because I was like, oh, and then I stopped. Yeah. Well, okay. You'll, we'll get back to that. But I wanted to, before we close off ask you like what do you think is the primary cause of divorce and romantic relationship failures and do you think it has a lot to do with money oh yeah what are your thoughts uh I don't think it has a lot to do with money actually Mm. I think that people uh invest too much time and energy into a person without being sure of the return I think often you attribute the length 
uh, yeah, the length of time you're with someone or the frequency in which you see them as to when you should start revealing certain parts of yourself. So people are going through relationships, hiding key elements of themselves for fear that the person will not like it or not be accepting of it. And at a point where they feel as though they're ready to share, they were right and the person doesn't like it. And the consequence of that is that now we have to break up. I think that it's this this hidden agenda thing. Like, oh, you know, like I'm really into, uh, like, oh, I I don't want to ever be married or have children, but it's it's not really a a conversation to have now. It's too early. I'll just have it in six years time when it's, you know, and it's like, or oh, no, we can just have it now. I think that <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I, I honestly think it's a lack of context you have for someone's character before you get into a relationship with them. I think that so much of what we do with character building is a projection of what we'd like people to be. So we're so caught up and wrapped up in this like fantasy of what a person should be like that when they start to really unravel themselves and granted you don't know when someone hasn't revealed them their whole selves to you so this is like this is news to you you know when Bay comes through you know three years in talking about oh like I've always been attracted to guys and I've always wanted an open relationship you'd be like oh okay I would have loved to know you know six months in because maybe I'm not into that low-key I am though give me a bye guy <laughs> um or alternatively when he's like oh you know my biggest dream has been to move to the country when I turn like 30 and you're like oh what like I want to go to Sweden and live a metropolitan lifestyle and then all of a sudden it's a deal breaker I mean like, it's this, it's this right. idea that these conversations are you know inappropriate or insignificant significant to have in the early stages that we leave them for too long and you're like oh fuck well now it's too late that's why I'm like get your bullshit out like go <laughs> on the full, first day get it out <laughs> literally I swear like if we were to quiz anybody I've dated in the last six months they'd be like yeah fuck she literally <laughs> this one guy that is now my friend is like this meme is peak you and it's like telling someone you're trauma in the first hour I'm like just have it because you're still around aren't you you're still here you get it you respect it you acknowledge it and I can be on my bullshit I don't want any of these secret secrets I want you to learn me as I'm learning me and then have context for it not to come through in six months talking about oh I had no idea that you wanted to go to a sex party or I had no idea that you had (laughs) like aspirations for a face tattoo and now like my really strict mother doesn't like you like let's have these conversations yeah open your mouth I think the first the first question you should ask someone on a first date is what are you like when you're angry? I and always then, like, ask people that. Oh my really? Wow. Sis, you Honestly, really are my person. Listen, wow. should I just like become a guy, move to Australia? Oh, get me out of down? here. I'm coming to you. Like, what are we gonna do here? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we should both answer it right now. Bobo, what are you like when you're angry? No, honestly, what? Okay, so I'm a psychopath. Oh, um, see, I'm I wouldn't angry. have seen that coming. Wow. Yeah, no, like, and that's another thing is that a lot of people don't know this about me because I think I project or I present as a very zen, um, a calm human being, which I am most of the time until I'm angry. And so once I'm angry, I'm a psychopath. I turn into someone completely different I'm very cold and I think um, apparently I've been told this what makes it worse what makes my anger worse is that I don't really raise my voice when I'm angry (laughs) Um, so it feels a lot colder than it actually is 
Um, and that's that's how I am also. I can be quite passive. Really? Um, but I'm very like, I feel like I'm extra articulate and extra eloquent when I'm angry. <laughs> And I'm very so you really like make my it words. <laughs> yeah, my words are very piercing when I'm angry. Um, and I still, but I'm still speaking to you in this tone. But I'm just like telling you shit, you know. And I'm yeah. glad I now know this because imagine if I was trying to date you and I was like, well, we've never had a fight before because, you know, she's always so level and her tone has never been raised. Little do I know we've been fighting for six weeks. <laughs> 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 that is hectic. Literal, yeah. what are I you love like asking that question. Oh, so yeah, I, no, same. <clears throat> I, when I'm angry, I'm, I don't yell. I don't get mad. I don't get frustrated. Yeah. I block I like close off I shut myself off I don't talk to you I don't acknowledge you I don't plan with you you're just essentially dead to me until I feel like I'm in a place where I can speak to you uh in a tone that's going to be constructive um and also quite clear and concise um yeah like me being angry at you is not a good time because I won't give you the time (laughs) of day like or I think better yet I will have a a stage of being quite like moody and then I will act like everything is fine but I'll be really dismissive and cold it's honestly so terrible Uh, I think the frustration with that is because I'm such a talker you just know it hurts because I'm I will lie to your face is everything I won't lie but I'll just be like catty so you'll be like oh is everything okay like no it's absolutely not okay did I do something wrong yes you did wow do you want to talk about it no I don't want to talk to you because I'm an open book so if I'm mad to the point of anger it means you're not listening and I've said yeah. this before I've had this conversation exactly before exactly this oh my god so why am I trying to me. yell <laughs> <laughs> like it's not for me but I also think I'm quite emotionally repressive because my family is really expressive, they're criers, they're yellers, they're screamers, and everything is personal, mm. that I have just, like, I don't like to lean into any emotion too much. Like, wow. I don't want to be too happy, too sad, too angry, too anything. So Why we're are we the on same that. person? I'm <laughs> crying. It's so hectic. And this other question that I want to end us on, because we're getting to that time. I know. Uh, this other question that I ask on dates as opposed to why, what are you like when you're angry is what is one thing you wish people would speak more about and mm. what is one thing you wish people would speak less about? And that speaks volume to someone's character, let me tell you. I need it's to start just, asking that question. Because often you'll get the whole like, oh, I wish people would speak more about sports and less about like politics and then you know who that person is and what they prioritize you know what I mean and I think that's really shown me who people are before they were able to show that show me with their actions yeah so I mean go ask Bay, go ask your close friends and you'll you'll be very interested to know yeah he actually also asked me a question yesterday that I really love and will start asking literally everyone um which is like when you die and someone opens a foundation in your name what would you like the Mm. cause of that foundation to be and I think that's a really important question just to see like what to you is the most fundamental pressing issue facing humanity also for you what what is the answer to the question of what would you want people to talk more about and what do you want people to talk less about 
Um, I think I want people to talk more about themselves in a critical way. I think that a lot of us perform self-awareness in a sense that, mm-hmm. you know how when people go to a job interview and you're kind of like, what's your weakness? And you're like, I care too much. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that happening. And I think that people just aren't taking the time needed to get to know themselves on a scale where they're measuring themselves against other people in a critical, constructive way. Um, And that would include talking more about, you know, how you inhibit your goals and your dreams, how your negative thoughts inhibit your lifestyle, why you are the way you are because of how you are, not because of how you view yourself from an external lens. I want a lot more introspection from people. Mm. I think that we need to start to destigmatize, you know, open sharing of faults and flaws and that's yes. back to cancer culture i wish people would talk less about how external forces are inhibiting them people will talk <gasps> that is my answer about how, like, i'm crying my- shut up <laughs> <laughs> my mom did this and i was raised this way and my boss did this and like i had a weird ex and no 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 no. i understand those things are vital but so secondary to how you, you are contri- like contributed to that yeah like who are you in relation to your environment is so much more important than like what is my environment because also the 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 purpose of your environment is for you to create yourself in relation to that like that is the only purpose of everything that happens around you so if you're not fundamentally interrogating who you are in relation to the things that are happening to you and the things that you are making happen why are you even alive (laughs) <laughs> i just need why to are you alive <laughs> literally Look, and there it is so people is. take that into consideration as you're dating you can either use my technique of being turbo or bobo's technique of being <laughs> restrained but whichever it might be make sure you ask your potential partner sexual partner romantic partner what are they like when they're angry? Mm-hmm. What is one thing they wish that people talk more and less about? Yes. And if when they died and a foundation was opened in their name, what would the foundation be for? Or what cause? You get yes. it. You heard us talk about it. Love this it. is a challenge. So do it, please. Don't just don't just nod, nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be great in theory. Do it. Please. No, actually do it. And develop see how yourself. your life will change. And there we have it. Thank you guys for joining us on yet another magical celestial episode. Let us know in the comment section below what are your thoughts? How do you feel about money in relation to romantic relationships? How do you feel about the state of romance in this day and age? And um, what are the responses to the questions that you're asking your partners, lovers, sexual partners, and and more? And again, don't forget to like and subscribe. Is it subscribe? Follow. Leave us some nice <laughs> reviews on iTunes and Spotify because, you know, it helps us create more content. And also and tell a friend to tell a friend. Stop listening yeah. to this in private and, t- and showing us. You know us. what I mean? We this love is, that. This is communal, fam. Like, yes. we are talking to you just as much as you are talking to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So share the love, spread the love, and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Wow, we really aren't letting anyone live. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.